Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga, from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings everywhere. Welcome to today's episode. It's called The Anatomy of Energy. Energy, energy, energy. I use that word so much in my own languaging and my own practice and my own understanding. And it's used a lot um, in a lot of different ways. A lot of times we describe when we don't feel good, we have low energy. And people, you know, when you look at any cover of a health magazine, almost every time you're going to find one of the subtopics will say, do you feel like you want more energy in your life? Do you feel like you want more energy in your yoga practice or in your running? Here's what to do. So, or 10 steps to get more energy. There's just a lot of talk of energy. And often when energy, the term is interwoven with yoga, many a critic would say, or a doubter would be like, oh, here we go. Here comes the woo-woo. So what I want to do is explain a little bit in the science, scientific terms, what energy is and how it can be affected by our movement in a positive way. And that will affect our mood, our emotions, um, and just our vibration at a real level, at a real understanding, not in a woo-woo way, even though there's nothing wrong with being woo-woo. It's just some people are not going to buy into something that can't be proven. So I do want to talk just briefly about the history of our understanding of energy. We are bioenergetic beings. And so that is that that is bioenergy is the energy that drives life. So we have all kinds of for, forms of energy that are measured in human life. And so these are these are energies that are measured and they come under different names and they have different ways that they're measured. So electromagnetic might be one form of energy that you've heard of. Thermal energy, there's elastic and kinetic energy. There's a term that I use a lot, piezoelectric energy. And then there's sound energy, vibrational energy, and then light energy. So these energies all have um, measurable qualities to them. And the first that I'll talk about is the electric, because 
that's, we've measured electric energy for a long time, but it took a while to measure it in the body, even though we had a sense that we had an electric kind of quality to us. <laughs> you know, if you've ever like run your hand across the carpet and then touch somebody, you beep, you feel the electric current of that. And energy is not lost or destroyed, but it's converted. This, these are Newton's principles. So you can get a little bit more um, refreshed with some of Newton's laws. So energy is not lost, it's not destroyed, but it can be converted. It can change forms. So electric can become thermal. So thermal means heat. So in our body, we have our electric energy can become heat through inflammation. So if you've ever had, if you've ever been sick, if you've ever injured a soft tissue, there is inflammation that comes with that. And that is hot. It's hot to the touch. You can feel it. And there's um, some purpose behind that for healing properties within the um, cells that kind of heated the, the inflammation helps with that. So, but that's a way of the energy that has been converted. Then we have like in the form of elastic or kinetic energy and that, and it's, and it is exactly as it sounds like you hold your fist um, or you hold your hand in a fist and then you open it up and there's a release of that energy or like a, a runner in the blocks in a track meet, they're holding themselves. And then when they open up and release that, that electric, that coil becomes elastic. When we do plyometrics, like I do a lot of plyometrics for a variety of reasons. It's so good for your heart. It's so good for your bones, but it's really, really good for your connective tissues because when you do this coil and spring, the fascia that surrounds the muscle and the tendons has a elastic property to it. And so actually the more kind of pliable and the, the, the mild fascia is, the better return we have on our energy exchange. So if I am a plyometric is like hopping like a squat jump or something. And if I push down into the floor, coil up in my body, the, the elastic properties around the tendons and I push off, I'm getting spring there. And like that kind of coil into spring is a form of elastic energy. We also have, um, you sound energy is measurable. We know that. And sound waves can even go into tissue and they can have an effect as well in the form of, um, for instance, sound waves with an ultrasound. When we do ultrasound on people in physical therapy, these are sound waves that are going into the connective tissue and they are kind of um, piling up and they sense when something is more dense and will heat up in that more dense area. And that can help with healing. So there are sound waves and we have some measurable things that we've known about for a while and less, you know, um, some of it has been in more recent times, the stuff within our body, the measurable, like in the organs. So starting off in the early 20th centuries, there was some investigation about the electric current in the heart. So whenever you've gone, if you've ever gone to the doctor and got all the little electrodes on your body to measure your heart, the EKG, the electrocardiogram and how it, um, the different rises and falls. And you want to have a baseline so that it's not only giving you an idea of where you are, but there's a purpose and, and a predictability to future heart issues by having this electrical current measured already. So that was something that um, some you know, a guy discovered in the early 20th century. 
And it was really, really groundbreaking. He won a Nobel Prize for it, in fact. So because people are were reluctant to believe that the heart was electric, that was just like a very, very strange idea. And then, then they figured out in like 1920s, 1930s, that the brain has an energetic current as well. And then they start, you know, um, pushing on more towards the latter half of the 20th century. The heart was recognized as having a magnetic current, that there's a magnetic heart field that extends 15 feet outside of the human body. This is pretty amazing. So that part could be feel like a little woo-woo. Like when you go in somebody else's, you know, arm distance away from someone and you've gotten a kind of good or bad register, one could say like your heart fields are crossing over each other and you're really sensing it at a, at a perceptible level that isn't necessarily um, an intellectual level. Like you just feel it, but you don't understand it. So it, we need to start listening to these other signals that we get. So that's just an interesting quality. So then um, in the later, like in the late uh, 1970s into 1980s, a little before I was going to PT school, <laughs> they started recognize that, um, recognizing that there was different electric qualities in the connective tissue. So the connective tissue, just as a reminder, if you haven't heard my other talks, it is a tissue that is all through the body. It is, um, it is so ubiquitous everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It's known as fascia, but in some areas it's known as different things. Like in the gut, it's known as the viscera. Um, it's also known as the periosteum around the bones, but it's connective tissue that both connects everything, runs between everything, but it also communicates. And it's really, this was the revelation of that connective tissue is actually communicating when they realize that connective tissue has some electric properties and specifically what's called piezoelectric properties so that you can feel changes in, in your body and you know it. And that those piezoelectric changes will end up changing you in other ways. So let's, let's talk about that. In other words, we are walking, talking, electromagnetic, piezoelectric, sound vibrational light beings. That's pretty amazing. Um, so we are energy. We know it. And if we are energy, then we should be able to have some control over our energy. And the best way to have control over your energy is how you move. This is why. The structural state of your connective tissue, which I was just talking about before, is highly organized. It's like a cobweb. It's like a perfect cobweb. And these are highly organized crystal matrices. So the connective tissue we have in our body has the molecular shape of a crystal. Um, it's biological, biological tissue is crystal by rule, not by exception. So in other words, cancer is not highly organized. It is the exception. Every cell, every normal cell is a liquid crystal because of the shape of the fibers and the connective tissues and crystals conduct electricity. So you have different ways that elect electricity is moved. We have things that are conductors, we have things that are insulators, and we have things that are semiconductors. And we are essentially these conductors and semiconductors programmed to do certain functions through with the cells of our bodies. And then 
we you just extrapolate from that and we have uh, trillions of cells so all these highly highly organized crystal matrices come together and we're all built the same way and the shape of our tissue which is highly organized is not only a crystal but it's a semiconductive programmed pro- property with coding for its own function and p- the piezoelectric energy can go through it so crystals propagate the piezoelectric effect when they are um, pressured or deformed. Deformed is not a bad thing. It's actually when you're just put, when something is compressed um, or pressured in some way for it to propagate information. So when you compress and release, there's a buildup of charge. And then this charge is sent in the form of piezoelectric current into and out of the tissue. And this is, I'm telling you all this so you understand why movement is critical to changing your energy. And I will also say it's critical to getting rid of your crappy load of energy that you've been storing for a long time that could be an emotional thing. And I'm not saying anything like, oh my God, your hips are like junk drawers. I've heard that. No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that our habits are usually an effect of a variety of things. And one of them could be our sense of energy, our sense of um, emotional strife. You know how you hold yourself in times of emotional sadness or despair is very different than when you hold yourself when you feel triumphant and jubilant and celebratory. So by holding that, can you imagine, and I'll, I'll tell you my own story with this, but can you imagine what that does to these connective tissues when you are holding yourself in a certain way. But the the thing is you can at any time decide to reprogram and move your connective tissue. And by doing that, you are working with all the structures that are pulling for you literally to um, find your brightest, most optimal energetic self. Oh, it's so fun talking about energy. I love it. Okay, so anyway, um, getting back to the connective tissue. When we move, we are charging ourselves up, essentially. So connective tissue is surrounds and goes through, goes through everything. Remember, it's ubiquitous. And with the electrical charge, that it's carrying information. And what is being informed by that information are different cells stem cells. And in these types of cells um, are either going to build something, break something down, or maintain them. And they have different names because of that. So myoblast is building muscle. Osteoclast is breaking down bone. So you have different stem cells that are being informed by the electric charge that's being carried through the connective tissue. These cells literally heal your body. So when people say, do you feel like you're a healer? I say, no, I am a facilitator. People will heal themselves. We don't heal them. And I'm talking generally. Now, obviously, if I got hit by a car and I'm, you know, I've got broken bones and dislocated this and, you know, my my intestines are coming out the pit of my belly, I'm going to need some help. I'm not going to be able to heal myself. But I'm saying in, in terms of your daily life, you can heal the way you feel. You can change your energy. 
and the sense of that, what that energy gives you in your emotional state. So the piezoelectric effect is giving the information to the blastic cells, the types of cells, and then they do the work. So um, for instance, in when weight bearing, I do a lot of weight bearing in class. Why? Because I know of, an, of another great law of physics called Wolf's Law, where connective tissue will thicken and strengthen in direct proportion to the stress placed upon it. So when we're putting weight bearing down through our hands, we're getting stress into the connective tissue surrounding all the joints. And then that actually will make that will actually become stronger because things are getting compressed through the weight bearing and that builds up a charge. And then that charge goes through the bone. And that that is measurable charge. In fact, when we're doing work with an ultrasound in a PT clinic, the, the seven hertz per second pulse that we choose is based on the measured uh, magnetic field from weight bearing. So that wasn't just a random decision to, to do seven hertz. That, that's a measurable amount that they already knew was the charge coming up from, from weight bearing. So you are like pressing the button for bone making. You are, right? The, you're, the response of, from the whole connective tissue matrix when you weight bear is to get stronger. When you, when you lift weights, it's more localized into the muscle or tendon where the, near the weight, where the weight um, load is. But when you are weight bearing, it's coming through the crystal matrix. This is hugely important. You must weight bear to get stronger. Crystals conduct electricity and they have also a magnetic effect. And this effect is happening again in the, way, in the form of um, giving information to the blastic cells. The blastic cells mean building cells. And that happens in weight bearing. So I'm hoping I'm convincing you just that alone to get your energy up. You got to also weight bear because you're going to get stronger. And we are communicating with, with these cells through weight bearing. So what are some other ways that we can change the way we feel based on the movements that we choose? And so if we know that information it, through our body travels on these different frequencies, and that that information will affect our behavior. What we are, we can acknowledge we're basically like tuning forks. <laughs> you know, we are tuning forks, and we need to find the way to um, get the most clarity and coherence, the vibrational frequency that is the strongest and has the most effect. And that is going to happen when we move in multiple directions, because people feel good when we vibrate at our own frequency, right? When we, everything is vibrating, but when we're vibrating at our highest frequency, we feel good and the people around us feel good. So we know that the connective tissue is structural. It has a crystalline shape. It's energetic. It has a piezoelectric charge. It's vibratory. It's like a guitar string that we pluck and we create our own energy. So you can assume connective tissue has the key to our vibration, our, our vibrational energy, our vibrational um, best. We have to move in a variety of ways to pull on that connective tissue to, to essentially tune our um, tuning fork. 
So how do we do that? Well, you pay attention to how you're moving. But if you move in a variety of ways, and we're not talking like to the in range of joint motion, but I'm talking like you're up some, you're down some, you're moving sideways, you're doing some turning around the central axis, but nothing is going for the the look of it. It's all going for this tuning our energy fork, then, or our tuning, our, our inner, you know, our tuning fork, um, then that is the purpose. It will, we have to get out of our habitual movement patterns and change the shape of our connective tissue so it can vibrate at a higher frequency. So that's why I say you've got to look at your posture. How you hold your body is the perception the world is going to have of you, but also of the perception of what you have of yourself. How you move with that posture in mind is going to affect the connective tissue. And if you've moved in the same way, your connective tissue will have adapted to a certain way. So you have to pay attention to the way you're moving. And is it, are you losing, quote unquote, losing energy out of some of these leaks where you're popping in your ribs or you're lifting your neck? Or say you're running and you're dragging your feet instead of feeling that rebound, that spring-like effect of the elastic property of your Achilles tendon. When you hit the floor, when you're running, you should have a rebound. It should be lifted off, not dragging in the feet. That's really losing the energy. So what's being compressed or stretched in the body changes the connective tissue. And then that, of course, changes the crystalline effect. That, That crystalline effect will send out the piezoelectric energy. And then that's changing the hormones, these, these, bla- these um, blast cells. So we're giving ourselves um, information through many different channels. We change the neuroendocrines, which are the um, testosterone and cortisol, the stress hormone, the confidence hormone, by the way we move and hold ourselves. And this has been shown by Amy Cuddy, who has done the power posing. So if you haven't seen that, you need to look that up. So if you feel low in your body, low energy, the first thing you need to do is stand up and bring your arms up overhead and then tighten at the core, feel the floor underneath you and just stand there and just for one or two minutes, think about currents of energy. Imagine inside at a very cellular level, this these weaving and weaving of matrices, of crystalline matrices, and feeling the connection from the ground into your body, all the way up to your hands. And you can notice, is there some place along the way that feels dull, like you can't really get a sense of it? And just notice that. And bring more tension into that area. And when I mean tension, I mean tighten around that. So if your low back feels like you just don't get any sense of lightness there, tighten your front body, pull back, like draw string back your belly and bring some of that kind of compressive awareness to help mobilize and move the connective tissue. And what I've seen, so I teach this class called FIRE, and I had done a weekend 
I don't know, maybe 10 years ago in Kundalini. And I really thought it was cool. It was not something I was going to teach, but I really liked this idea that, so Kundalini energy is this energetic current that is in this um, central channel of the body called the Shashumanadi. And if you can imagine just kind of like a pipeline along the spine, and within that is all of these neurons that, that, that are energetic channels that actually do correspond to bundles of neurons. And there's seven stations where there's a lot of accumulation of these neurons. And these stations are considered wheels of or vortexes of energy. And they're also known as chakras. And so it is seen in the Kundalini world that as we evolve and grow, there are times where we have something that has affected our energy. And it could be huge. It could be a really big something like in our, you know, um, earlier years or not so early years, but that has affected that particular channel. And if we haven't identified it and moved that kind of stuck energy, it could be harbored there. This is the, the idea behind it. And it's one of those things that's like, hmm, this could be interesting to investigate. You know, so if you feel like you're somebody who's really low energy and couch bound all the time and really have a hard time feeling like that kind of standing up and lifting your arms up in the air, um, they might say in the Kundalini world, you need to get um, your, your, you need to get more light up upward light. So you would be doing something really heat producing, like in your core, your third chakra or, or higher and unblock that. So that energy can be moved up out of the more grounded vibration, like lower vibration of the um, pelvis. So I liked all these ideas and I kind of took that idea of fire and I mean, of um, chakra of the chakras and Kundalini. And I created a class called fire. And I created this class after I had been on an airplane ride. And I was on this airplane ride and I was sitting in my seat and in front of me was a mother and a maybe three-year-old. And this particular flight was two and a half hours and the flight attendants never got up. It was so incredibly turbulent. And so we're going up and down and up and down and the whole time. And I'm thinking, you know, wrap my rational brain is like, it's very, you know, turbulence doesn't bring planes down. Turbulence doesn't bring planes down. But, you know, my my instincts, my gut was just like, I want to vomit. Please let this, in. you know, please let this end. I hope I'm going to be okay. All these thoughts. And I'm thinking all this and clenching my fist along with everybody else. And the woman in front of me with the, mo- the mother in front of me was with her child and her child screamed the entire time, the entire time. And when we landed and we came up to the gate, she turned to me and she said, I am so sorry about him screaming. And I just looked at her and I said, we all felt the same way. It's okay. And as I walked out of the plane and then went on to my thing and I was, I was teaching um, later that day and I was just sitting there and I felt like the tension of two and a half hours of holding back. I thought, you know what? That kid is going to go take a nap and be fine because he just released it all. Just, you know, released it. And while, you know, we can't have 200 adults screaming on a flight, we have gotten a little too conditioned that we can't release our emotions. So we've got to kind of button up and hold our shit together. And, and that works well because again, like we, that wouldn't be great if we all were losing it on the plane, but 
does it really work well all the time? And certainly does it work well long-term because we have gotten conditioned to stuff some stuff down, the emotions down. And so I just think it's interesting to wonder where that energy that I was holding in my body, the stress hormone, the, um, the clinching, where did that go? If it's not, you know, if I didn't kind of allow it to move and change into something else, maybe in the form of breath, how we like, ah, you know, but it didn't, I stuffed it down. So where does it go? I just, so I started creating this class and I thought, you know, the best way to move stuff out of the body is to move the body. We don't have to know um, if it's from an airplane flight or if it's from a, a broken heart or from, you know, indecision or regret or anger, wherever these little pockets of energetic blocks are, they, they probably are there because of the way we've conditioned ourselves in our society. And we need to move them up and out. And in our movement practice, probably a lot of us are doing it quite well because we're identifying where we feel something that needs to move or mobilize and we give it the proper support. But I created this class called Fire with this Kundalini background in my mind. And this idea of repetitive motion is a great way to get something, like create the thermal energy that we need to create a shift. So anyway, my Fire class, we do some um, interesting stuff in there. Some Kundalini-based stuff, some high-intensity training stuff play really great music, inspiring music. And it's like taking ourselves into this place of power and empowerment through using our body, using our body and using this, all this knowledge that we are charged and fully equipped to go, but we don't always take advantage of that, that we have this renewable sense of energy. And so when we move and when we add plyometrics, which I do in the fire class because we want that kinetic energy, we want to transform that energy into thermal energy, which might in itself get kind of, even if even if it's just in your mind, dislodge some old, stale, cemented BS or stuffed down emotion. And it really feels when you come out of it like, like something has changed. And it has because that's what energy does. We are as as bioenergetic beings, we are by definition always going to be changing and transforming. So what I would ask you to do is take all of this as a background and be curious. Like maybe this is interesting to you, maybe it's not. But what I would say is be curious with what you can do with the movement in your body to change how you feel in your life, your energy level, to change how you how you respond to environments and people, knowing that you have this you detectable magnetic charge around you. Don't you want that to be the brightest and strongest? I call it our own force field. So we can decide who we want to let in that force field and who we don't. And so I would say, let in the people who are going to make you feel great and who are going to give you energy back because there's also an energetic exchange we have with other beings. And just know that by nature, we are crystalline, we are highly organized, and we are made to be lit up. We are made to be vibrant and to vibrate at a higher frequency. 
because it's going to be healing from a cellular level and it's going to be healing at an emotional level and it's going to be healing for all those around us. So taking this anatomy of energy and bringing it into all the aspects of your life in ways that you need it. I'm here for you and please let me know what you think of this interesting subject of energy. And share this with some friends. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review and take a screenshot of your review and send it to podcast at movementbylara.com for a free class link. We're also going to have a short fire class on the site as well for you to take on my website, on my daily lit classes. So if you want to feel lit up, the daily lit classes are there for you. They are literally a daily class, just like you would have at a studio. And they're organized in a highly crystalline, organized way so that you can move your fascia, you can mobilize your joints, and you can feel amazing. And your energy can be bigger and brighter for you and all people around you, all beings around you. Thank you so much. Sending you lots of hugs and energy. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.